Uh, before I get into what I want to chat to you about this week, Dennis, um, some updates, okay, uh, which we don't often do on the show, but I, I, there is something that I, I wanted to talk about a little. Oh, by the way, did you ever resolve that toilet situation with the sinks and stuff at your work? I don't even remember what this was. You what can't was even remember what it was. Yeah, I only oh, where they don't the, the sensors don't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, That's still, it, yeah. still, still the case. I was in the office yesterday. Still the case. On ongoing, still, still a heavily weighted against you coin flip. I would say. That's whether okay. or not they work and, it for a shot. Yeah, and, and you're what? I guess you you can't. You know, like like the police force, you can't talk about an investigation that's ongoing. But the the the, the inquiries are proceeding. I imagine. I assume so. I haven't put in like a work ticket or anything like that. Also, you were like, oh, you can I film yourself trying to try to get to the bottom of it. Well, I mean, you you were like, oh, we should like film you. Um, you should try to film it and put it on Patreon, like Patreon console. Listen to this. And I was like, I don't know if I want to go to work and just start free filming in the bathroom that feels like a i'll just get someone else to film you just the no, next time someone better. comes to go hey can you film me can you film me just just i just want to do something real quick just, just film me yeah that'll, that'll, be, that'll work out great yeah, yeah. <laughs> no listen um dennis i'm learning all sorts of new and wonderful lessons about what it is to be a bald man Ooh, okay colder actually no and the complete opposite believe it or not i uh, i will select not what are you talking about so, well, it's it's we're getting into summer here in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you know, I like to go running. And uh, usually I will wear a hat, right, to keep the sweat out of my eyes, let's keep the like hair out of my eyes and sweat and all that sort of stuff. But my head was notably lighter skinned. Like the tone of the, 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 the tone skin tone of my scalp was notably lighter than the rest of my body, right? Mm-hmm. So I didn't wear a hat when I went out um, jogging, right? I went out for a run. And oh my goodness me, that pale, milky white skin, Dennis, it burnt to a crisp. Oh, half an hour like, in the like sun. You're like a chicken and in an oven, that yeah. Was it, dude? I came back looking like I had painted the top of my head red, right? And it hurt so much. So, so, so much. Righty, have you ever heard it of was, the inverse square law? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're like, um,. It's a, I, I'm not going to be able to explain it, but I know what I roughly know what it is. Yes. So I used to work as a radiologist, and one of the main things um, you think about the radiologist is, is reducing dose. And one of the most effective ways to reduce dose for lots of types of radiation is distance, right? Yes, and like the the dose you receive um, is proportional to the, like the square of the distance from distance the source between. The yeah. So it doesn't when you if you move twice as far away, you don't get half as much you get like four times as much or four four times as little sorry yeah whatever yeah 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 Yeah. i actually don't know if that applies to gamma rays but anyway um you're usually used to probably getting your arms or your shins Mm. sunburned right Mm. 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 they're much Mm. further Mm. away from the sun much further away from the sun exactly top of your head man yes 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 so imagine if i'd been running on stilts my my head would my head would set on fire so lucky i don't do that but no it was uh it was truly awful i do not recommend well sunburn in general slip slop slap stay safe in the sun but Especially don't burn the top of your head because, oh boy, it's punishing. I had to wear headphones, right, when I was recording oh. stuff. I had to wear headphones like I was Cyclops from X-Men. Like oh, I had to wear it basically yeah, yeah. with the thing across the front of my forehead. It was like with, the, with the, the headband bit. I couldn't have anything on the top of my head. It was so tender and so raw. And then, joy of joys, it started peeling, Ooh. right? Oh, uh-huh. So I had a peeling head with like very very short hair on the top. So you know how satisfying it is to, to pick your skin off when when it's peeling from a sunburn, 
like the game. I don't know. You probably you, you would have played this. It's just a normal thing to do when you're a kid. I bet everyone listening did this. When you got sunburn, you try to like peel off the, the like strips of skin as big as like long in long as long strips as you could and like compare them with other kids at school. I don't live in a country didn't, hot enough to regularly get sunburn for this to be a thing didn't, you think about, to d- be honest. Didn't do that. Didn't do that. But I bet if I bet it's just a normal thing that everyone did if if you could get sunburnt for sure. It just definitely wasn't me and my weird friends. Um Sunburn's awful, man. It's I, I don't love I don't love that we have socially acceptable radiation poisoning. Why is it so it's not oh, it's not socially acceptable at all, dude. Over here, solarium's banned. What are solariums? Is that like a or tanning a, salon? A, a, yeah, like a tanning salon. Solarium, I don't know. Solarium just sounds so fancy. That's some, like some, something you, some, like a you have an arena in Final Fantasy. Like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, please step into my solarium. Yeah. Um. No, I'm pretty sure solariums in Australia are banned. Maybe not. No. No. You can you can buy sunbeds in Australia. Okay. Um. But I think yes, it is illegal to operate a commercial solarium anywhere in Australia. But um, non-profits, no okay. No such thing as a safe tan. That's big sun smart, just ramming their propaganda down down our throats. Uh, but according to uh, according to well sunbedsaustralia.com.au, you can indeed buy a private personal tanning bed if you really want that radiation poisoning. Sunburns just not something I have a ton of exposure to. Um, mm. uh, most, of, I mean, for two reasons: one, I live in Ireland; two, I don't mm. like particularly hot places; three, I'm also like actually, despite appearances and the last two things I just said. At mm. Mediterranean genetically, so I don't burn very much. I was um, going to say you got that beautiful, you got that beautiful milky white pearlescent skin. Like it, you know, you sort of you you go out in the sun, sun and almost glow. You have to wear sunglasses to look at you. It's like it's like going out in the snow. You're that pale. But, but you just if I if I go out in if I lived in Croatia for six months, mm. I would be relatively sallow skinned. Yeah. Right. Okay. Get like that, my get father that, looks uh, much more like Italian than I do. He's lived here a long yes, time. Yes, yeah, he looks much more Mediterranean. He's got that sort of olive skin for sure, yeah. So those so, genes are in there somewhere. They're just not getting activated because you don't spend enough time in the sun. Yeah, and I, I, I'm not keen to change that, to be honest with you. No. <laughs> well, you're in a good place not to, <laughs> certainly being an island. Anyway, um, if you're going to, definitely be careful at the top of your head because holy moly, having a burnt burnt scalp is ex- exceedingly unpleasant. Um. But the hair's now growing back to the point that you can definitely tell. Because I didn't look like I was balding, did I? I looked like I was bald, but not balding, right? Yeah, yeah. The hair has now grown back to the point where I look like I'm balding. Which but you I'm can't exactly not- shave it while you're sunburned. That's going to be excruciating. Yeah, well, it's gotten better. It has, it has improved a little bit. But uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Megan thinks I should dye it. Because um, what it has revealed is the hair, like the areas where it's thin. It is certainly thin. I'm not trying to say that it's not. It is. But a lot of the hairs there have just become very fine and blonde. Yeah, that's quite common, I think. That's like you, had, that a pow- you, you, you had a powder and stuff you used before, didn't you? Yeah, Same exactly. Thing, yeah. yeah, and that and that works. So Megan was Megan saying we should just go to the chemist and get like a you know box dye, a box dye, and just see see what it looks like. I might try it. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see I mean, because if you, that solves it's very, the problem, it's very, it's very low cost, right? Not just because I don't know, because it's cheap, but like you box dye, you hate it, shave it again, <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's annoying. It's been a month and it's only regrown a little bit. It is annoying waiting for it to for it to grow. Out. I don't it's think I'm going to keep it to be honest. You th- yeah, you think you're going to go back to the old way? I think I'm going to go back to the old way. And because I'm not sure if I mentioned this, I'm not sure if I had this realization. I think I did, right? And the last time we talked about it, it made me realize that as much as I hate balding, I don't like hate being bald even more. Mm, you did so say that, yeah. I'm picking the lesser of two evils. Anyway, that's bald chat. That's a bald update. Um, more information as it comes to hand. Still growing my hair out. Um, you can expect that to continue for as long as I can get away with it. <laughs> I mean, well, honestly, I think that's fine. It's one of those like didn't appreciate it, didn't, didn't know what you got till it's gone things, right? 
Yes, um, but luckily it, the don't you know don't always seem to go, and you don't know what you've got till it's gone. Oh, now it's gone. Just wait for it to grow back. You don't often yeah. get that situation. You Usually don't, often you don't get, get that. a taxi backsy on. It's certainly not so clean. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm, I'm getting that at least a little bit. But no, Dennis, we had a bit of adventure. We had a bit of an adventure this week when we took our cat to the vet. Oh, I take my cat to the vet too. Well, Nikki. Took oh, so we can we can we can do some vet chat here. So um, I'll talk, I'll talk you through what happened. First of all, right, we went down to Scotia's cat carrier, which is kept in the garage and doesn't get a lot of use really. I think she's probably been in it. I would guess well i could i don't have to guess um once when we brought her home once when we moved house and now two vet visits so she's been in it four times total so how right? does she rea- how does she react to the cat carrier she's in she's in, indifferent to the cat carrier okay but so I'll, you, i can tell you sidebar she, yeah yuri hates his cat carrier so much that one yeah. time when my dad was minding him and we were here away yuri yeah. had like a hurt paw and i was like oh you're probably taking him to the vet to get him looked at and my, yeah. Yuri protested so much trying to get him, trying to be put into the cat carrier that my dad was like, I don't know what you want me to do. I said, this is simply impossible. I can't do this. But hang on. Does, does Yuri, like, if you bring the cat carrier out, does he flee? No, but if you try to get him into it, he howls and scratches. And oh, yeah. No, no. Scotia's, Scotia's like that. She doesn't like being put in it. But if it's around, she'll like go. She doesn't, she's not terrified of it. It's not like, a, you know, like sometimes a dog, if you, I don't know, dogs can recognize, they can, they can um, connect like, uh, object to outcome so if yeah. there's like i don't know a, a, a crate or something but then again dogs don't really mind going outside that much it's not that hard you don't have to trick a dog to go to go to the vet you just like come on we're going out they're like oh great let's go um anyway so one of the things that came out as well with cat carrier was a towel right mm-hmm. now this towel came home with scotia when we brought her back from the rspca and it had been in the carrier and it's it was it just smelled a bit, right? So we're like, oh, we'll, we'll give it a wash before we take it to the vet this time. So we get it out, wash it, and we hang it out and bring it inside and it's with the it's with the laundry. She would not leave this towel alone, mm. right? And we were miss I wish we could talk to her just so we could know what was going on. Because she was on it, she was sniffing it, she was like playing with it, like moving it around. We hung it over a chair at one point and she just went and sat underneath the chair. Okay. And we- and I couldn't fit, like, we were talking about, why? Is it because she looks at this and she's like, because this was the towel that came back with her, with the RSPCA. Is she's like, oh, they're going to take me back. They're taking me back to the RSPCA. I'm going to go back to that hell, that, that hell, that, that she, godforsaken place. Yeah, exactly. Or is it a thing where she's like, ah, yes, the only remaining link I have to my past. Because when these people took me, they took every, like, I didn't have anything else with me. This is the only possession that I have from that time in my life. So it's tricky. Like I think it's a kind of a trap to try attach. Like what I what it's easy to forget about a cat. Nick and I talk about this all the time. Is a cat's brain, and I know brain size isn't necessarily proportional to intelligence. Otherwise, whales would be a lot smarter than they are. But mm. their brains are the size of a walnut, right? Mm. And they've got well, well walnuts are really like walnuts are great brain food, Dennis. Apparently, you know, you eat them. It's good for you. Good for your brain. That's what I've heard at least. I'm sure, I'm sure that's true, but yeah. they've also like they've gotten to a point where they have a pretty cushy existence. You know, the joke is always that humans domesticated dogs and cats domesticated humans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they're just not the smartest because they don't need to be right. They're intelligent in what they care about, but what, what I think humans do a lot is we try and attribute human emotions and reasoning and deduction and stuff like this to cat emotions. And I'm like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I think she's upset because she's hungry. Like Yuri, and Nick, Nick will be like, do you think Yuri's upset because this? I'm like, I think Yuri's upset because it's raining and he's mad at us because he thinks that's something we do. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. But it's more fun, Dennis. I agree it's more fun. I'm not going to say it's not more fun to live your life like that. I I would love to live in a world like that too, but I think it's easy to also get stressed out about it. And I'm like, I think that's upsetting. (laughs) Well, yeah, and that does happen to Megan. I don't do that so much because I like, if if the cat's upset about something, yeah, it's usually because, I don't know, I've shut the door. It's a cat. She can't can't scratch at the fly screen, which is one of her favorite hobbies. Um, But yeah, Megan and I were, were, were. obviously projecting, but we were trying to decide whether she loved the towel or hated the towel. Mm-hmm. And so what the cat will often come and do is snuggle up with Megan on the couch. And so this time we laid the towel across Megan's legs to see if this would put the cat off doing so or would it make him laugh. And she jumped straight up and lay on this towel. So obviously, obviously, Dennis, the only possible conclusion to draw from that is that Scotia loves the towel, that it reminds her of her past that she's departed from, you know, and obviously it's like a little uh-huh. memento or the only thing that, that sort of ties her to her, her um her time before we adopted her. Um so uh having said that, we did just leave the towel in the cat carrier when we brought her home from the vet. So we're not really we're still keeping her separate from that past. Yeah, you're doing an amazing now. job on that front. Yeah. Whoops. Anyway. Um but yes, no, the vet the vet visit went well. Um, she is a lot heavier than she was when we got her. Uh, quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, Yuri's, put, Yuri's she, also a bit of a chunker, I'm afraid. She has put on, uh, she's put on an extra 33% of her body weight. She used to be three kilos. She's now four kilos. Oh, she's so gained a kilo, not a big deal. That's the she, minimum amount of kilos. <laughs> yeah, she gained one kilo. She couldn't, yeah, it's not, not possible to gain less than that. Um, uh, teeth looking good. We have to get some of those like teeth cleaning. Mm. I'm interested to learn that the way you clean an animal's tooth, or at least a cat or a dog's tooth, is by giving them different type a different type of food. Yeah, like does she eat mostly wet food? No, no, no. She's on she's on that uh, she's on that biscuit the the, the the Royal Cannon biscuits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loves them every day. Every day when I pour them into a bowl, I'm like guess what's going for it's your favorite? Guess what you're getting? Again? It's cat food every day. Mm, cat food. She so loves, excited though. Yeah, she loves cat food. But we have to get a different type of cat food to clean her teeth, apparently. Yeah, I suppose. It's just a thing that you do, apparently, keep her, keep, her, keep her teeth clean. But the other thing we did while we were at the vet, something that Megan was very, very unsure about until the vet, in the vet's professional opinion, said that this was not only an okay thing to do, but in fact, you know, potentially a desirable thing to do, mm-hmm. was trim Scotia's claws. Oh, I disagree with this, in, a, in theory. Because she... Oh my goodness! She has she. There's nothing she loves more than tearing a fly screen to shreds. Right mm. now, look, she's got the, she's got the mind of a hunter. She's got murder in her heart, and every time there's a bug that like lands on or near the fly screen, she will do anything she can. She shreds them to try to get through to the bug. Right. Sometimes yeah. I just let a bug inside, so she will chase it inside rather than her having like spider manning up the fly screen trying to um uh. Uh, trying to get inside she's she's every single fly screen in the house has got like holes in it now because of her how important are and fly so, screens to your day-to-day survival in australia i imagine very very oh very you know the number of the number of the number of wing winged beasts outside that uh, only winged the fly interlopers is, yeah the the fly screen is what it's only, it's the only thing that stands between us and the beast um no they're just a pain in the ass and very expensive to replace so i'm not interested in having them torn to shreds and also one day she will just tear a hole in one big enough to escape and then that's that that's the dream she well she, what you need to look out for is she might she might have one that has a poster in front of it you know and that's how you know uh, a poster of rita hayworth appears yeah, about, exactly. in front of our uh, in front of the fly screen then we know that they're in trouble but no um so what i know what i used to do with my cats when i was younger is i would just trim i would say a millimeter off the we never end of the claw 
just no, but it's just a t- like just to blunt them just a little bit, right? Like it's not. It, I, it can be. It can be. It can be like people. Like um, first of all, some people declaw cats. That's awful. Don't do that. that. No, that's awful. That and that's banned in Australia. Not that because that, that's the equivalent too, of amputating the end of their finger. Like the first like, knuckle. Yeah. Yes, it's like cutting off the the fingertip. Like that's terrible. I would never advocate that. Obviously, but just snipping off the little like a, a little bit of the the claw at the end, right? There's it doesn't. It's just like trimming fingernails, right? Mm-hmm. Except it also means that they're unable to you know rend great gashes into your home infrastructure um <laughs> infrastructure anyway the vet went mental and cut about three millimeters off our poor cats like i was just, I actually like, assume I they it. know what they're doing though right the vet but when she did and she did it so quickly and so comfortably and scotia, scotia seems so unbothered by it as well right she was okay. like okay sure whatever right so she didn't she didn't seem to mind i'm like great and i said to me it seems okay like it's she's going to be okay dennis she was not okay oh my goodness <laughs> It was so funny, dude. I shouldn't laugh, but it was so funny because that night, right? She's at the fly screen. We've got the, you know, it's coming into summer. Have a nice, cool mm-hmm. breeze coming in the in the, um, in the evening, and she's there watching the bugs. And then she attempts to do a usual trick of Spider Manning up the fly screen, and she just ate shit. And it was because so she goes funny. up with full confidence, but no grip, right? <laughs> She tried to leap onto the fly screen and obviously extended her claws, which weren't there, and they weren't like sharp enough to get into the holes of the fly screen oh, anymore. And no. so she just hit the deck. And they say that cats always land on their feet. They do not. They definitely do not. That's propaganda from Big Cat, for sure. And then she got up and looked at us like, how dare you do this to me? How could you do this to me? And I was like, mate, stop tearing the fly screens up and then this won't happen to you. You you did this. You Poor did this, cat. my friend. And then she tried to scratch the couch, something she's also not allowed to do. And her, her paws just slid off the side of it as well. So I'm enjoying the fact that our house isn't being torn to shreds. Um, I do feel a level of pity in my heart that she's having to make an adjustment to this. And I, I will say, when we clip them in the future, there's no way I'm going to do them that short, right? Because mm-hmm. she can't even get stuck into a scratching post anymore. The, poor That's, the scratching post is supposed to naturally blunt them, right? That's the purpose of the scratching post. I thought it was supposed to sharpen them. Oh, maybe you're right, actually. I think about yeah. right. I feel like they do that to sharpen Yuri does it before she... he eats. And I'm like, are you washing your hands? What's going on? Scotia cleans up after she's finished eating. Does Yuri do that? Does no. he, like, rub the... F- like? So Scotia will do this little thing where, like... um, I don't know how to describe it. Like, she's trying to bury or flick yeah. away dirt from... Like, except she does it in the, in the direction towards the bowl. Like she's trying uh, to bury Yuri does that something? when he uses the bathroom, obviously. I'm like, oh, can we use the plot like the radiator, which I guess is kind of the same kind of instinct, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, yeah, cats are weird, dude. Yuri had a similar problem lately where we got wooden floors, which we talked about, obviously. And Yuri is taking those corners wide now, baby. Oh, he is yeah. skidding all yeah. over the place. Yep. Yeah, because um, whenever... So Scotia gets the devil in her sometimes and just zooms up and down the house. Got and, that dog in her, yeah. It's very, it's, it's very fun to watch. But she does this sort of like Looney Tunes scrabbling start, you know, and, and like Wiley Coyote jump, running off a cliff face and then trying to run back off it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's very amusing to watch before the thrusters kick in and she goes around the corner. I think Yeah. But yeah, this would be an adjustment for Yuri now without carpet to really sink his claws into, hey? Yeah, he doesn't love it. There's still rugs, so he still has some some places that he's comfortable with. It's, you oh, know, so it's, it's now, it's now like a Mario Kart track with, with boost pads. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah oh, yeah, poor yeah. guy. No, he's doing okay. Yeah, we're taking the victory today because he got in the, he Yuri came back. I'll send you a picture, Riley. It's it's mm. a hell of a photo. Um, well, it's, I, I, I've talked it up too much now. But um, he came back in the morning covered in blood. 
It's a heck of a photo. It's a heck of a photo. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very good. It's a heck of a photo. And I was just, we were just like, oh no, are you okay? And let me see Mm. if I can find said photo for you now. I don't know that I can. Hmm. Okay. Oh well, well um, I can imagine it. Your cat, but with blood on him. Yeah. But not. He had one big, one big wound that had blood on it. But he also he was specked with blood everywhere else. And I was like, mm, some of this oh, is his. Man. You know, this is very much a you should see the other guy situation with you. I think so. But we took yeah, sounds uh, like Nick, it. Nick brought him to the vet, and he got a stitch and some mm-hmm. painkillers, and gave him an antibiotic because you know a cat, another cat presumably bit him, um, mm. and he'll get infection and stuff. But um, he is not happy now, but not being allowed outside for a couple of days, not happy at all. Oh, he's grounded. He's had his outside he privileges taken off. Functionally grounded, yes. Unfortunately, uh, yeah. um, but he doesn't really understand that. That's what I'm talking about. You can't communicate that the cat can't go outside because he's on antibiotics. But hmm. so he's just yelling. He's just meow, 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 meow. I'm like, I yep. can't help you, bro. Well, Stop Megan wants it. to. We don't. We don't want to let Scotch become an outdoor cat because I, one, I think that's illegal in Queensland. I believe two, it's illegal. Yeah, yeah it, it's just not the sort of thing that we are interested in having the cat get involved in. Uh-huh. All sorts of dangers. There are there are lots of dogs in the neighbourhood. Um, one of our neighbours was telling us that someone deliberately, one of the neighbours, uh, deliberately laid down cat traps. Right, What's and a, then what even like, is a cat trap? Is it just a giant rat trap? Uh, it's like a cage uh, with bait inside it, and then they go in, and as soon as they touch the bait, the um, the oh, like door like a, of the yeah, trap falls down. Cat carrot slams shut. Yeah, not a mouse trap. Like they're, they're not they're not having the neck snap by them. But then they would call the council and have them taken away to the pound, right? Like, yeah. obviously, this guy is just super spiteful or whatever. So, like, no, we're not doing that. But Megan wants to start taking Scotia outside on a harness. And I was saying, look, if you want to do this, that's fine. But recognize that there will be consequences for this. And the consequence will be Scotia sitting by the door all day, every mm-hmm. day. Yelling for walkies, yeah. weeping and weeping and weeping, yelling and yelling and yelling to be let outside. Now... Megan goes off most days and works, right? I'm the sucker that's that's a you that's problem yeah. at home recording podcasts with the cat yowling in the background, right? So Megan, for Megan, you know she doesn't see a downside. So we may have a semi outdoor cat before very much longer on on the Please harness, which back. I think she'd enjoy. Do you get one of those backpacks that has a little bubble in it? You know. Oh, I'd be into that. I'd be we very got, much. Yuri into did that. not care for it. We tried it once. He just squirms around. Oh, really? He's like, let me out. Yeah. Okay. Scotia doesn't mind. Like, Scotia gets into a bag, and she enjoys being carried around like a shopping bag. That She she gets a lot out of that. She seems to get get one of the backpacks with the bubble in it, then. Then you can covertly take the cat to the bank or whatever you want. Covertly. Smuggle a cat into a bank. What a rush. What a rush that would be. Go to the cinema. Um, um, get two, uh, one ticket to um, the Marvels, please. Just one? Mm, yes. Mm, yes, just one. There, yeah. Yeah. O- only one life form here. Yeah. Um, no, but look, apart from that clean bill of health from the vet, she, vet, she got her um, flu Because we've had her a year. That was why she went to go to the vet, because it's been a year since she got her last flu jab. So oh, had to wow. go and, um, had to go and get a little little injection and a little checkup. And she was, uh, she was very she was excellent at the vet. Um, Megan, <laughs> on the way home, Megan was telling me that she felt proud without really understanding, like without recognizing that it's not really justified to feel pride over this, mm-hmm. but she felt proud because she saw that when she was, when the, the vet was giving a little report, like typing in Scotia's, um, uh, I don't know, checkup report or whatever, saying what had been given to her or whatever else, um, in the temperament box, oh? the vet selected friendly. I would be proud. Yeah. But it's like, we didn't do, we didn't raise the cat. Like we didn't do, <laughs> the cat just has its own temperament and, I don't know. The cat's the cat's behavior towards humans and stuff is a little bit shaped by you, I think. I suppose that's true. Yeah, if we were really horrible to the cat and it was like af- afraid and shy and didn't like being around people, I guess that would if be it, yeah. If the temperament if the temperament box instead of saying friendly said fearful or plotting revenge, you'd be like, mm, yes, 
Yeah, okay. They, well, no, you know, I'll take the credit. I'll, I'll take the credit. Well, Megan can take most of the credit because it's very much her cat. I, um, sometimes the the front door will open. When I come in, she will race down the stairs, right, like meowing with excitement, and then see it's me and just sort of stop halfway through and just like <laughs> look Brutal. at me and like, okay, all right, and then like walk back up the stairs. Where if it's Megan, oh, there's rolls, there's meowing, there's rubbing against the legs. She doesn't, she doesn't dislike me, but she... She certainly she doesn't, doesn't like She doesn't me. love you the way she loves Megan, and that's okay. Oh, no. No, definitely not. No. Anyway. Clean bill of health. Bill of health very happy about that. Healthy little cat. Little, little too healthy. We're going to have to cut back on the snacks a oh, little we bit. we exactly the same thing. We, I think someone else is feeding our cat, so that's something you don't have to worry about with an indoor cat unless yeah. Megan's sneaking her slices of cheese, which I guess is not impossible. Do you know what she's really into? Our cat. And also Megan. Both of them are really into this. Twisties, dude. Do you know what twisties are? I don't think you have it's twisties. And- it's like an exercise. They don't sell. T- it's not. No, they don't oh, sell. Oh, these are these are, like, t- these are like American Takis. It looks like they are. I'd say they're closer to like Cheetos. Oh, the cheese flavored ones. Yes, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, they're like Cheetos. Um, they're like a a cheese flavored corn snack. Cheeto. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Scotia will. I wouldn't call. I wouldn't say she's fighting you for them if you are eating them. But like, if you're, if she gets, if she sees that packet come out of the cupboard, she will, she'll grab them out of your hand. Like she will, she will take them from you forcibly, um, and uh, and and run off with a with an, an entire twisty. Uh, so maybe might be pulling back on the old uh, twisty front as well because, uh, yeah, don't. We, we, she's gained one kilo. Certainly doesn't need to gain any more. I would say. Roddy, I want to talk to you about something I tried to do when I was on holidays recently that I think you'll empathize with. All right. Because I think it's something that you and I have done together. As a matter of fact, I believe I'm certain it's something you and I have done together while on holidays, uh, while the two of us are alone in the hotel room. Okay. This is interesting. The two of, So being alone in a hotel room based on conversations that you and I have had. Um, they, no, we, no, 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 Dennis, no, no. You and I, sorry, not alone. You and I together are. But, but as soon as you say alone in a hotel room, my mind goes to our list of respective priorities um, when oh, it comes to, to We don't need to get into that. It's PG-13 podcast. We need to get into that. Well, we can, you know, step one, complete opposites. I turn the thermostat up as high as possible. You turn it down as high as possible. Then, then step two, the there's, two us, yeah. then there's a lot of overlap in terms of our next, what's next on the docket after the thermostat yeah. situation has been dealt with. But again, Dennis, we don't need to get into that. So don't when we were that. both, when we were in the hotel, what were we doing? What were we doing? So, you and I played Super Smash Brothers in a hotel before, right? Correct? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In Vegas, remember that? Yeah. And hotel rooms don't love you plugging in your own devices to use them with a television. Oh, dude. They don't, not that, they hate it. They'll, they do everything they can to prevent you from doing this. It's awful. So I want to talk to you, Riley, about jailbreaking yeah. hotel TVs because I went deeper right. than I have ever gone when I was in in Croatia jailbreaking a, hotel, a TV in the Hilton in Zagreb. You hack in the mainframe. So <clears throat> I didn't want to plug in a, t- a Nintendo Switch to play Super Smash Brothers, right? No. Yeah. All right. This is a modern TV, and they're in an awkward place right now, right? Because t- hotel TVs are all smart TVs because all TVs are smart TVs right now. They want the cheapest. Yes. 40-inch TV or 35-inch TV they can get. It's always getting invariably going to be an, H- an, L- an LG something. It's a smart TV. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I And weirdly, this was a hotel in Zagreb. It only had a couple of Croatian channels, BBC News, and then a ton of German TV. Very odd. Don't know. That makes perfect sense. Does it? Tons and tons of German people go on holiday to Croatia. Heaps. Yeah, but 
more than people who speak English? That's weird. I, I would have thought, yes, you'd think that German would be a second to, well, a third, English. right? It'd be Croatian, then English, then... No, I guess it wouldn't be Croatian. I would still first. expect it probably to be English. It's a hotel. Yes. Right? Yeah, at a hotel, like, yes, English just because it's the... the Lingua, it's also a business hotel in the in in, 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 a, in a major city. There's no Croatian people staying there. Yes, that's why I'm saying Croatian shouldn't really factor in. And if if you're going to really, you're going to really have gonna, some. I'm not pretending. Like I'm not I'm not I'm not traveling to China and expecting everyone to be able to order everyone English. Let's not pretend that's not, that's not. no. But if you're but tailoring also, your if you're tailoring your ta- your channel selection to your expected clientele, Croatian channels aren't going to be the top of your list. Yes. So. I didn't want to set up a Nintendo Switch. I wanted to hook up Netflix or even YouTube or something. Some some sort okay. of digital video on demand service, right? Yeah, yeah. None of the apps are there, but I'm like, look, this is a smart TV. Yeah. And yet, have I looked at the back of the TV and found a serial number and read the, and looked up the operator manual for the TV and found out what apps come pre-installed on this TV? Yes, I have, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And naturally, it's, that's step one. Yeah. Have I looked up um the sequence of buttons you have to press to get into the secret backend menu yes i have oh, the d- d- developer mode yeah okay. yeah get into developer <laughs> mode yeah exactly right, yeah. yeah and it's like hold mute and up uh, yeah. it's like go to channel 116 hold mute and and enter for three seconds and then press 1142 and then you're in or something it's like very arcane yeah. stuff well like it's, it's either it, it, it's on your phone as well like to get into developer mode on your phone you've got to go to some random well on my pixel anyway you go to some random menu in settings that you would never ordinarily basically never open and you have to press a uh, press a bunch of things in a certain order that would never happen accidentally right yeah so you can't accidentally turn on developer mode yeah so they they don't make it easy for you for sure so i get in Mm. i'm like okay screwing around with this can i turn off the gating and stuff so i can get into the normal normal apps no screwing around with that no bueno like okay Mm. but in developer mode i can remove enough security measures that i can factory reset the tv right all right, all right. That's good. That I like that. That's a brute force uh, solution. And when the TV factory yeah. and like I, Riley, I was at the Welcome to LG Choose Your Language screen, and Nikki yeah, was like, "What are you yeah, doing?" Yeah. There's no going back now, Nikki. Yeah, you're like it's Croatian, fine. English, German. What am I going? Yeah, what am I going to pick? All right, yeah. So apply through, apply through there, reinstall it, and still, I believe, as I recall, there's a special connection that you can put into a TV that overrides what's happening on the actual TV uh, at the back end through the like okay. the like TV connection that hotels can do. Um, and unless I'm getting out a screwdriver and unscrewing those, I'm not getting into this TV. So as long as that thing is plugged in, yes. it automatically takes that as precedence over whatever buttons are being pushed on the remote. Yes, as far uh, as I can That's tell. very frustrating, dude. But I mean, I could have. Uh, but and, and Nikki rightfully stopped me from up, ripping, the, you know, taking the TV off the wall bracket and starting to pull stuff. I was having yeah. more fun than whatever movie we were trying to watch was going to be. By the way, hundred percent, I loved it. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. He was solving problems. Let's go. How long? How long did the, all this take so far? How long probably was it been so probably, far? Probably, but probably about an hour. <laughs> that's fine. You're making a lot of progress with that. Making a lot of progress there. Um. But here's the kicker, Riley. I, I give go. up. Okay. Okay. I'm like, all right, we'll just watch, you know, BBC or whatever. Yeah, sort of something in German. Yeah. TV doesn't work anymore. Oh, dude. Oh, no. Irreversible. Irreversible damage has been done. Oh, man, they locked you out. They lo- I, I, The channels don't work. Yeah. And I'm like, uh-oh, I can't call the, like, hotel engineer guy up here to fix it. He'll, he'll take one look at me. 
overweight white dude in his 30s with glasses and be like you messed this up trying to get you did this you did this come you on you did this yeah <laughs> you're not getting away with this one not getting There's away with no this one. i know you did this yeah, yeah yeah i would have to hide in the bathroom and have nikki be like i don't know what's going on like there was no way he would pluck me a million just, miles away i just tried to put on the television and then this came up it's very strange i don't know no he would know it was me 100 percent. so um we i did i did figure out a way to watch what i wanted in the end writing what was it just on your phone Holding it, holding it horizontally, sticky taping no. it to the television, and pretending because it was turns a full out star. with the amount yeah. of breaking that I'd done through removing all the gates and factory resetting it, I couldn't yeah. get any of the apps, and the channel scanner wasn't working properly anymore, so I couldn't get any of the channels. But yeah. in this weird liminal space, I've like limbo, I forced the TV into. It had unlocked mm. one feature that was not available to begin with, Riley, and that feature was screen mirroring. <laughs> screen mirror i was gonna say was it a browser so you could just go to youtube oh no no dude i try i unlocked a browser that was the first thing i did i managed to log into netflix on the tv browser by the way that did work um uh but then the video player wouldn't play and i was like damn oh, <laughs> i got so I close say, well, that should that should have worked but then okay well, the, the flash player needed an update or whatever yeah okay. literally like Microsoft so, Learner. but like I, that was the that was my first port of call when i couldn't get the app then i tried to access the lg content store by launching it through a url it was all a whole thing too yeah no, you're all over it. It sounds like it, but content, like, uh, sorry, screen mirroring is something that I've struggled with in, in like, enormously. It worked um, perfectly. Audio came out of the TV and everything. We watched Cool Runnings. It was great. That's bizarre to me because I tried to get screen screen mirroring or whatever to work because um, the TV that I bought has this, like, you know, it's supposed to be super simple. All you do for, for like, a PC, you download a, a, an app or a program and you click share screen and then it just appears on the tv and i was like oh i'm not gonna have to get my dad to knock a hole in the wrong place in the wall it'll be great i'll just <laughs> use this and then i put it on and it was like watching a 144p youtube video at 10 frames a second oh, was i was totally terrible fine you know I, I i had a blast we watched cool runnings i would highly recommend but i i i hate that and i'm sure there's reasons for it but I love when I go to it, like one of the other hotels we stayed on the trip was just like, yeah, there's Netflix on here. And I was like, let's go. Mm. Amazing. If you ever sit like Citizen Ends, have to all that stuff. They're like, yeah, go watch whatever you want on here. Let's go. No problem. You, you love a Citizen M though, don't you? I'm staying in a Citizen M in January. You yeah. love a Citizen M. So if you haven't stayed in a Citizen M, um, they are a, well, even if you have stayed in one, they are, they are a, a boutique uh, brand of hotel are they based in london i've stayed in one in london but they're they all have, so i'm on the Amsterdam website right now they have them in amsterdam rome austin san francisco taipei copenhagen rotterdam boston seattle kuala lumpur geneva zurich chicago washington glasgow los angeles london new york miami and paris so rotterdam okay. and anywhere basically it sounds like so asia new uh, north america and um and and europe it sounds like i would pretty i mean taipei gets them over a lot of the like circumnavigation <laughs> like yeah no, didn't, you say, didn't you say that there was a wasn't there a korean city didn't say seoul no i didn't think no? so no ja- I heard, the only I heard ones Japanese city in, in so well? europe america asia pacific and then yeah the only are we given the pacific are we well kuala lumpur Okay, yes. No, I did hear another Asian city. I thought I did. Yeah, yeah okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, All right, so I've got Malaysia as well. All so right. they've got loads of, but yes, the, 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 the plupar of them are in London, Paris, and Amsterdam, actually. And these, uh, every single um, room is the same. They're very minimalist. The bed Not takes... Not just every single room is the same. I've stayed in multiple systems in multiple continents, and every single room across them is the same. Yes, yeah. And, and the beds, the, the, the rooms are as wide as a bed. The bed mm-hmm. is up against the window from wall to wall, um, like a... Uh, I was going to say horizontally, but that's a standard feature of a bed. Um, 
uh, landscape. The, the, the bed is to, parallel to the wall. You are lying parallel yes. to the window. Yes, exactly. Um, and they're nice. They're very nice. They're nice to stay in. But you, you've got a you got a real you got a real boner for these things. And I don't, I don't really know why. It's nice, but it's not. They're not that great. They're fine. They're no, fine. They're they're, they are they're they are cramped. Truthfully, they're very small by definition. Mm. Um, storage is like under the bed and stuff. The bathroom is barely separated from the bedroom by the mm. like, other than this like thin little like bit of glass and plastic and stuff. But what they are is they're extremely clean. They're very mm. convenient, and they are extraordinarily well located. Yeah. That's they also amazing. come with the added bonus bonus of you don't have to talk to anyone ever at any point during the stay, which some people yeah, you like. Can check I, in with I, the QR code and stuff. Yeah, I don't love it. Like when I turned up and I was like, but what if something goes wrong? Like, there is a concierge. Want... There is a concierge. Like, I don't. I don't remember there being one of the one that I stayed at in London, but that was maybe because I arrived at a weird time or something. I don't. Well, we came to visit you in Glasgow. We stayed in the Citizen Inn. Yeah, yeah. And how was that? Same For, as everywhere. Else? You know, it was the same as it was in DC, and the same as it'll be in New York, and the same as it was in Edinburgh. <laughs> So it's very much a, the McDonald's of um, of, uh, of hotels because you know exactly what you're going to get. And if that's something you like, then you're never going to be disappointed. It's tricky. Like, So they're also not super cheap. They're a little bit, I would say, on a 10-point rating scale where a 1 is like staying in a hostel and a 10 is staying at like the Ritz. They're mm. like a 6 and a half or something. Right? They're a little bit up from a median hotel, I would say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say that they're a cheap hotel, but cheap hotels, no. you definitely get what you pay for when it comes to that. So. But so, but like, but then you take it to cities where hotels are comically expensive, like in New York, right? Mm. Mm. And the Citizen M in New York is just like it's just three blocks north of Times Square, like it's extraordinarily so, central. Location's fantastic. Yeah. 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 Um. Now, some people would argue that that is a major debuff to the location because of its proximity to Times Square, and I don't blame them for feeling like that. Um, no, but if that's what you're looking for, if you're looking for that sort of location, well, Nikki, well, Nikki and I are mad for Broadway, and it's just it's just right smack bang in the middle of Broadway. So we're like, okay, perfect, let's go. There you go, love that. I like. I, 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 here's my New York hot take. I love staying in Midtown because it's where if you, if you care about Times Square, you can go. It's where all the shows are, and it, yeah. you know, you, you easy access to the park. I like it. Here's my hot take for staying in New York. Stay in DC instead. It's a much better city. How do we get onto Citizen M? What are we talking about? Can, did you um, hack the TV to Citizen M? No, they had Netflix. No, Citizen M's, right. are, Citizen M's are very, very easy. Yeah. That's what it was. But they make it very easy for you to watch whatever kind of content you want, which is something I'm, I'm a huge fan of. Well, I, the, the, as, as you say, I've had enormous variance in in trying to get a switch connected because that's that's the battle that I'm always fighting with the hotel TV. The last one I stayed at, I stayed with my friend John in a, um, uh, a hotel in Boston. And this didn't even have a, like, welcome to the hotel loading splash screen. We just turned it on and like a rerun of Frasier was playing or something. It was just on a channel, right? It's just it's just a raw television, yeah. It's just a regular TV. And then um, John put his connected his switch dock and that was that. It, it just worked. And I like that. It's like what, a libertarian television hotel. Put a TV in, what do you want? What 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 do, but that's the thing. Why why what what's the bells and what bells and whistles? What, what, oh my God, why can't I ask this question? What is the purpose that is being served by these bells and whistles, by these hotel-branded bells and whistles? Why do they I need think, the splash screen? I think there's a chance that the splash screen has advertisements on it, for but one. Why, why are they locking you out? Of, like, what, are they, what are they worried you're going to do, is my question. I don't think they're worried you're going to like plan a terrorist attack or a bank heist on by using the TV to run through the PowerPoint presentation like an Ocean's Eleven. I don't think that's the like, concern. Are they, are they liable if you like pirate content? I doubt it. 
Um, well, I then, think what? it has more to do. My gut, and this is a Google question, but let's 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 stay in this world where pre Google for a second. My gut is that there's some sort of deal they get about the content that goes on the TV that has to do with getting the TVs from a supplier. Oh, so this is like a Red Rooster only selling Pepsi and not Coke. I think it's situation. a Pepsi Coke vibe. Yes, sure. Okay. I think well, it's that something does, that, like that. That does make sense. Doesn't yeah, that sound like the most likely reason? I guess, but I just don't know why. The hotel's like, no, you may only watch this sort of stuff here and not that sort of stuff. Definitely not. It doesn't, I, don't underst- I don't understand it. I very rarely turn on the TV in a hotel room unless it is to try to plug my switch in or something like that. And even then, I'll give up now at the first sign. <laughs> like, I'm not going to hack. I'm not going to sit there and hack it because I'll just lie oh, in bed and hold, hold my, uh, my switch above me. Like but even when we played in instead. Vegas, it was after me and Jeff spending 15, 20 minutes hacking it and we got to work. Yeah. Well, Dennis, I mean, that's a young man's game. We were younger men back then, you know. We had that's the time true. to do that that's sort of thing. That's very true. Yeah. These days, old, decrepit, knees going to going to shit. I don't have time for that sort of stuff, mate. Come on. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's a time when I would have taken the screws off the back of that TV and unplugged it. There's a time. With what? With What What would you have done it with? Cast <laughs> the concierge for a screwdriver. <laughs> what, do you, what do you need the screwdriver for, sir? That is an intensely suspicious thing to ask the hotel desk for, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you go down what's and you say, most, hey. What's the most suspicious but legal item you could ask a hotel to ask for? A chainsaw? I don't know. A sledgehammer? Like what? <laughs> Speaking of suspicious but legal item, um, I tried to get mm. Riley to buy a sword earlier this week. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, you sent me a message being like, hey, look at this. So Dennis and I, we've got this uh, this this fantasy about, you know, when we're when we're rich and famous, we're going to open the Knight Straniac Museum, uh, Museum of, of Human History. Mm-hmm. Um, where we'll combine our collections because uh, Dennis has like the uh, the Apollo it's 1 mostly, patch. Currently, currently it's mostly a um, kind of crummy air, air and space museum. <laughs> well, your side is. Mine's, my side isn't. My side's great. I've got an old coprolite. I've got... Um, oh, it doesn't compare to like the Smithsonian, probably. I've got a... Does, does the Smithsonian have a coin that was uh, struck during the rule of Alexander the Great? Probably Probably, Pro- probably they do. No, probably they do, actually. They've got a very vast collection. But what I'm probably not in the Air and Space Museum. <laughs> probably not the Air and Space Museum. But the point remains: um, the 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 Knight Strandick Museum of Anthropology and and Human Civilization History w- working title uh, is something that we've always like fantasized about. Like that, you know, that would be what we did if we um, had more money than we knew what to do with. And in an effort, Dennis is always keeping an eye out for bargains. And you found was it some cavalry sabers, yeah, like a set I, of three, right? So there's a there's a so Nikki's father, which I'm a mm. huge fan of, to be fair, um, you're a huge fan of Nikki's father uh, in general, yes, but in this case specifically, um, okay. will frequently send me send me auctions for stuff he thinks I might be interested in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he sent me an auction for and Nikki vetoed this. It was an auction for Austro-Hungarian weaponry, and I was like, hold up, get into it, let's go. Yeah. And I wanted to buy. Like an 1800s Moisen Nagant, which is like an Austro-Hungarian Russian sniper rifle. Beautiful, love that. that Put that, that above the, the fireplace. That, that the end uses in Metal Gear Solid Three, no less, Riley. Yeah, I was yeah, like, really, that really, no. that tie the whole room together. But and sent- here's the kicker: it was like 800 bucks. Well, this is what I wanted to get into because you sent me this auction, right? I sent you an auction French- for a French Revolutionary period sword, 1821 yep. pattern, light cavalry. And another additional 1860 cavalry troopers saber. Yes, the 1821 patent light cavalry officer sword. You should mention not just not just some light cavalry, not just men yeah, walking on horses. Yeah, so it's three, four four units of force. But no, it's a it's a light cavalry, an officer sword, and a trooper's saber. And what 
was amazing about this is because you sent this to me I'm like oh yes of course and you were like no no have a look at the price and i was like how much is it they wanted 500 pounds for it for these three so swords it, it did sell for above that it sold for a it thousand did. pounds it did that, that, that's pounds. including the auctioneer's premium though so that's you know i don't know what the premium what are they taking 12 and a half percent they get they, they get something some kind of i think it's higher than that but anyway th- honestly a thousand pounds for three 1800 swords i'm still like bargain oh dude i if it weren't completely illegal to own stuff like this in australia i 100 percent would have bought like would would think that that's a reasonable price right like the, for, for these historical artifacts look to be in extremely good condition as well these things are 200 years old or well, some of them are anyway um they look they look amazing but um yeah no can't own bladed edged weapons like that no. in australia oh, they're pretty Absolutely rusty I, don't, I, I think i think you'd struggle to cut an apple with them to be honest but I don't really think that's the point, Uh, but yeah, yeah. uh, in Australia, they have all sorts of laws about even historical weaponry. Um, You have to, like, old guns have to have the firing mechanisms disabled. Yeah, the the Moisenagin I was trying to buy was disabled, man. Come on. Yeah. Was it spiked? Because that's what they say. Like, in most cases, like, you have to spike it. Like, you have to put something, you have to weld something down the barrel. But then collectors say, oh, that completely illegitimizes it, it yeah. you know yeah cuts its worth whatever but yeah removing the firing mechanism but yeah you can't really remove the firing mechanism from a sword no i suppose you can't no you take there the dangerous something- bit off and it becomes just a handle <laughs> yeah that's true there was an item here Riley, that you could have i think megan gotten megan across the line on except for the fact that it sold for twelve thousand pounds okay and it is a pair of scottish yeah Good start. 22 bore flintlock all metal belt pistols. Oh, let's go. Let's go and shoot some jacobites with them. Let's go. Would, yeah. If you're like, if she should say, oh my God, I think I saw a rat outside. You're like, don't worry. Bust this thing out yeah. and load it up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, the Australian government love that. I, want, I wonder though. Yeah. They love private citizens owning weapons, <laughs> owning well, firearms. In, a, right? in Australia, you, usually like the cops will, they'll buy guns off you, right? Like if you have yeah, a gun, you surrender them for, have, you surrender yeah. them and they'll, they'll generally pay you. I've never done this personally, but I understand you get a pretty fair price for for any weapons that are like willingly handed over. I wonder if you get the full twelve k back for them. <laughs> I wonder. So obviously, Australia had a shooting. Well, I think I still think the worst mass shooting in history, right? Uh, it's it's right up there. It's a terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. It was the it worst in terms of like Port, 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 Port Arthur massacre in nineteen ninety six. And us, the Australian government, to their credit, was basically like, "All right, you had your fun." Pack it up. No more guns. Yeah. They're done. Yeah. We're done. They, they, no they were very much, you ruined it for everyone. Now no one gets to have guns. Yeah. In a country where you do have like reasonable things to to hunt and cull, honestly. Uh, well, you, so you're allowed to own rifles um, if they're registered and licensed and all that sort of stuff. But you have to have a very good reason. Well, sorry. You have to have a reason which is like, I live on an acreage, right? A that's farm, fine. No, yeah. yeah, that's fine. But like, if, yeah, if you, like, if I, it says, oh, yeah, I just live on the Sunshine Coast and a normal house and a normal street, like, okay, so why do you need a hunting rifle? Oh, yeah, dingoes, mate. Dingoes, just, uh, yeah, feral pigs in, in the backyard rooting around. Nah, got it. Nah. And uh, yeah, no, not allowed to own pistols, not allowed to own, certainly not allowed, allowed to own like any automatic or semi-automatic weaponry, like absolutely But surely, not. like, so if in a spectrum where they're like, yeah, you can't have an assault rifle, that's ridiculous, surely yeah. flintlocks are all the way to the end of that spectrum. Well, this that's a very good point, Dennis. That's I think you could get away point. with having these. Like, if I say to them, look, you know, you're, look, you're looking to remove weapons from the hands of, of, of regular people in Australia that, you know, are, are dangerous, like that can be that can commit mass shootings a very a very very noble and admirable goal right mm-hmm. 
you're going to have a hard time committing a mass shooting with a pair of flintlocks. Like very yeah, difficult. These things are from a time when a cannonball was like too strong, please nerf in warfare. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So I'm not sure. It oh. says a person must have a firearm license to possess or use a firearm. Li- license holders must demonstrate a genuine reason, which does not include self-defense, for holding a firearm license and must, must not be a prohibited person. And then they have to be registered by the serial number. Okay. There's an issue. The Flintlocks won't have serial numbers, but we can we can put some on. That'll, that'd be okay, right? I'm sure you can register them, yeah. Right, so I'll let's you another link now. How much do you think this this flintlock pistol is? Don't look at the link I sent you. Okay. Oh, a 17.6mm 14 bore M1798 flintlock cavalry pistol. It looks it looks sick. It's in good it's in good nick as well. Um I don't know, thousand pounds? It oh! is two hundred and eighty pounds. pounds. Two hundred. That's the current bid as well. That's not even like that's Ooh. the that's what oh, it's at. Yeah, sorry, I didn't. I had the range two hundred to three hundred pounds. So this is gonna, this thing's going to sell. For, okay, so Dennis, now we have to figure out because all of a sudden now I'm fully in on gun, gun ownership. I didn't expect that. This I don't was know how. Uh, right, this is like we're talking PlayStation Five money here for this thing. Like, yeah. All right, so let's now pretend I don't. I've, I don't think I've ever even touched a gun, and I'm certainly not in favor of owning them. But let's let's now suspend our disbelief and pretend that I want to own this weapon, right, mm-hmm. Dennis? In order to have a license for this uh, 1798 flintlock, I need to demonstrate a genuine reason. So what's the genuine reason? I'm worried about the French invading? Historical interest. Is that going to get me across the line, though? Um, I'm concerned about the French, uh, you know, asserting their, their strategic interest in the, in the Asia-Pacific, in the Oceanic region. You're, 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 you're concerned about the king. Um, and I want to defend his majesty's colony here on, yeah, in, yeah, in New yeah, South yeah. Wales. Exactly. Well, I think that's, gonna, that's what's going to get that's me across the line. That's more appropriate, I think, yeah. There you go. Say, oh, mate, I'm worried about the French. They'll be like, oh, please, absolutely. It's fine. Pop it above the mantelpiece. And when those frogs come, uh, come marching in, mate, you blast them to bits. Let's go. Riley, uh, just as a brief aside, you know that's how you said you needed a license or a uh, registration number? Because the mm-hmm. calibers are obsolete, no license required unless you hold ammunition for the first school as well. Well, Dennis, obviously I'll be holding ammunition because if the French come marching well, over, they the come hill, over the hill, I'm, I'm going to be meeting them with I'm going to be meeting with bad steel, Dennis, of course. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Have a Listen to This. We do hope you've enjoyed the episode. And hey, if you haven't, doesn't matter. The, the download numbers show up all the same. So whatever, suckers. But if you did enjoy this show, please tell your friends about it. And uh, look, tell people that aren't your friends. Tell acquaintances and even your enemies, again, that downloads show up all the same. Uh, and if you want to support the show, if you really like the show this much, you can uh, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash have a listen to this. You get access to uh, behind-the-scenes stuff, early, early access to episodes, all sorts of things. Uh, we are definitely in this for the money, not for the love of the game or anything like that. So head over to Patreon and uh, help us get them rookie numbers up. 